This month, WFPL is looking at the health effects of industrial pollution from Louisville's Rubbertown neighborhood. Despite some drops in emissions from Rubbertown Industries, people who live near the neighborhood are still exposed to more pollution than those who live elsewhere in the city. And as WFPL's Erica Peterson reports, by virtue of the area's location, right alongside one of the city's interstate highways, residents there are also getting a heavy dose of pollution from vehicle exhaust. Start your car. See that puff from the tailpipe in your rearview mirror? Benzene, butadiene, nitrogen oxides, carbon monoxide. In Jefferson County, cars, trucks, and planes account for about 35% of the volatile organic compounds in the air. That's more than factories or power plants. Russ Barnett of the University of Louisville has been measuring VOCs in Louisville's air for more than a decade. Most emissions have dropped in the city as stricter regulations on industry have gone into effect. But not benzene. We've seen over the last 14 years almost no change in the ambient amount of benzene in the environment. We haven't been increasing. We haven't been decreasing. It's stayed pretty constant. Benzene is in car exhaust. It's a known human carcinogen, and long-term exposure has been linked to leukemia, anemia, and fertility problems. And all of Barnett's monitors have shown little change in the amount of benzene in the air which indicates everyone in Louisville is being exposed about equally to high levels of the chemical. And people who live next to Rubbertown are breathing the pollution from cars on top of higher levels of other chemicals from industrial factories. The Waterson, or the Shawnee as it's known here, runs directly behind a strip of newer homes in the Parc Duval neighborhood. It's loud, and each passing car adds to the mix of chemicals in the air over West Louisville. Cars and trucks are more efficient and cleaner today than they've ever been. They still pollute, but they go farther on that pollution. And Barnett says people are driving more, so for now, the benefits have been negligible. Keep in mind that uh, here in Louisville, we drive 24 million miles a day. That's the average um, amount of vehicle miles driven. Some of it's from Louisvillians, and some of it's from people driving on 71, 65, or 64. Louisville used to require yearly tests to make sure cars met minimum emission standards. That program was scuttled in 2003. Louisville is still among a handful of areas that are federally mandated to sell only specially formulated gasoline. The reformulated gas is blended to burn cleaner. It costs a few cents more per gallon, too. And besides reducing emissions, the gas helps cut down on ozone. And Louisville's had, always had kind of a unique relationship with ozone anyway. Tom Nord is the spokesman for Louisville's Air Pollution Control District. Because of the fact that we're in a valley, and we also, a lot of the air that comes here comes from other places that are dirty, you know, downwind, power plants, and things like that. But the nitrogen oxides and vehicle exhaust also contribute to the problem. And now, with stricter regulations on chemical plants and power plants being phased in, Cutting down on vehicle emissions may be one of the last ways to really improve Louisville's air quality. There are public health and environmental arguments that can be made to support that. But Nord says the economic argument is there, too. It's no secret that if you're another town similar to Louisville and you're trying to get a company to open up there, they can say, well, look at the ozone in that city. look, Look what's going on. So that's something we just can't have happen. The Air Pollution Control District reports vehicle emissions data to the EPA, But that information is based on models. Now, for the first time, the Environmental Protection Agency is requiring the city to install an air monitor near a highway so it can get actual data on the air pollution near roads. Nord says the district hasn't decided where to place the monitor yet, but it will be installed by the end of this year. 
Erica Peterson, WFPL News. Erica's reporting on health issues in Rubbertown was undertaken as a California Endowment Health Journalism Fellow at the University of Southern California's Annenberg School of Journalism. To read this and other stories in the series, go to WFPL.org and search on Rubbertown Health.